Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going and Road, dude. Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today, Larson, because we're going to go Florida and we're going to go attend a live wrestling show this That's Monday, right. right? No, no, not quite. No. But, you know, if, if everything goes according to plan, uh, the plan laid out by the reopened Florida task force, we could be seeing the return of live wrestling in front of fans maybe soon-ish because uh, uh, Florida, uh, they're, they're entering phase one mm. of their multi-phase plan to reopen the state. Um, and uh, one aspect of that is there's a task force, uh, the bunch of people, I believe it's led by the lieutenant governor of Florida, uh, the task force I mentioned earlier, reopened Florida task force. They have a report. In that report, they lay forth a recommendation that uh, large spectator sporting events uh, should return so long as they use, quote, strict social distancing guidelines and limit occupancy of venues to 25% of building capacity. Uh, the report indicates that this rollout would be for Florida, the entire state, save for Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. That's uh, Southeast Florida. I believe those counties are the hardest hit thus far. Uh, the, 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 the plan to potentially roll out uh, is, is maybe could start as soon as Monday, May 4th. That's for phase one. For phase two, uh, that could be as soon as May 18th. And phase two uh, ups the capacity limit to 50% of the venue's capacity. Now keep now, in mind this is this is simply the his recommendations. Ta- his task force put together a report which was their recommendation to the governor, but he held two press conferences today Larson and what did he say during those press conferences? Um, a lot about testing, a lot about how many hospital beds they had available, a lot about uh, state parks reopening, however nothing specifically about sporting events uh, reopening at all if anytime soon. Um, he did mention a couple instances about phase one kicking off for most of the state on Monday. However, there's a bit of confusion because on Wednesday, DeSantis held a press conference uh, outlining phase one. And in that, the things that were going to be reopening were vastly different from what was in this uh, reopened Florida task force. For example, uh, as mentioned Wednesday, it was only restaurants and retail stores that were going to be reopening at 25% capacity. But I believe in some of the, the supplemental materials from that press conference, um, it said in there uh, explicitly that sporting events, sporting venues would still be closed. And another thing that he mentioned at the press guy at both press conferences today 
what which stood out to me in terms of you know what we can expect what how he's taking these recommendations was uh, he had in order to contrast his policy about reopening the state parks he talked about instances where the 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 virus spread like wildfire and the wildfire the biological the term bombs, he used. they call it yes and he you and he used as examples places where a lot of people were packed into a venue he uh, he noted one funeral um, in he, Albany, Georgia, yeah, and there was, I think, like a convention of some sort, like some sort of business convention. Yeah, it was some sort of it was a bio medical convention of some sort. Yeah, ironically enough, um, and so he, I, I mean, he he obviously didn't say. I, I would imagine that if he had planned on saying, "Hey, sporting venues are open for business at twenty five percent capacity," he totally would have said that today. You know, as of Monday. Yeah, because it's been it would have been well in line with his previous remarks about giving people you know, uh, recreational outlets, distractions, so on and so forth. So he's spoken at several press conferences in the past uh, about the need to reopen the state for those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's sure there's an economic, potentially an economic impact uh, uh, associated with those, but also to give people uh, essentially something to do while they're home. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know, man, like, could he turn around, uh, you know, later today or on Monday? Uh, I mean, it's funny because this recommendation it was like full speed ahead. The task force was like full speed ahead on this because they said by May 18th that sporting venues can be at 50% capacity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like an insanely fast yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. way to go here. You're not even, you don't even get a good sense of the impact of the first phase of reopening two no. weeks down the road. You get the first trickles of that. You don't get the full impact of it. So just to be clear, it seems there is some confusion. So I understand why it, it, it you know, the, it, the the perception could be that the states could be open for business. Uh, on Monday, and Ra's going to be live from the Amway Center in Orlando. Um, <laughs> because on Wednesday, he did speak about phase one, but the criteria and what's laid out in phase one that he mentioned Wednesday is different from what was laid out in the uh, the task force's report that came out today. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, yeah. They're labeled phase one, phase two, phase three, so on. But I get the feeling that there's different, like there's phases in two different things that might have some overlap, but I don't think they're the same thing right now. Now, I will almost guarantee that Vince McMahon is trying to do whatever work, whatever political magic he can to try to get that. Number one, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he was somehow involved in getting that listed in phase one in this recommendation. But um, but I mean, that's just pure speculation on my part. Um, so, yeah, I, but I mean, I guess one of the things is, though, it kind of feels it kind of feels like Florida might be the place to go at some point in the near future than any other place. Um, Tom Collar, who actually was reporting today that WWE have multiple venues on hold and are expected to go live soon. I'm assuming he means in Florida. No, because later on he specified. Oh, he says here. Okay, yeah. Of- okay, yeah. Sorry, should have looked ahead. Uh, he specified they have a number of venues lined up across the United States and venues booked ready to go and that aligns with what vince said during the last conference call which was uh uh, you know even if should florida not be made available to them to do their shows as they exist now the porn center uh other states had already been lining up to offer uh potentially venues and that they you know as soon as as they get the green light to start having shows in front of fans again they're ready to go speaking of other states dave Meltzer is reporting in this week's wrestling observer newsletter that Quote, the word out of Oklahoma is that Governor Kevin Stitt is trying to bring in pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing 
as a way to generate revenue. The only way to generate revenue from those events is with live attendance and people traveling to shows. The idea is that the states that open up arenas to fans first will be able to get everyone running to run shows there before the rest of the country (laughs) opens up. Um, While other wrestling promotions might be gearing up to run live shows in front of fans, Ring of Honor is actually canceling everything they had planned for June, saying this, maintaining the commitment to making the health and safety of our fans and personnel the top priority during the COVID-19 crisis. Ring of Honor has canceled all live events that had been scheduled for June. Ring of Honor appreciates your understanding through these difficult times as everyone does their part in helping stop the spread of the virus. Ring of Honor will continue to provide timely updates related to live touring plans going forward. The entire Ring of Honor staff, talent, and partners remain committed to providing daily and weekly content on all platforms. So, I mean, the bottom line is, man, you're not going to see fans at Raw on Monday or next week. Um, or probably anytime soon, because even once uh, uh, any state, whether it be Florida, Oklahoma, or whatever, gives the green light to uh, uh, live shows with fans in attendance, it's not like a flip of a switch where people are going to be showing up the next day. You got to book it. You got to make sure you can actually get you got to you got to do handle the logistical aspect of it. So, well, even if, I wonder you're, you're absolutely right in terms of like arenas and stuff. Performance center might be a different a different case, though. Yeah, performance center would be a different a different case if it was simply a matter of uh, okay, we can open the doors, and you know, if twenty five percent capacity is the upper limit, then you're talking a hundred people, what, fifty, a hundred people, maybe. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I guess for a venue of that size, it'd be much easier to say, okay, you sit here, you sit here, you sit here, you sit here. If you have, uh, you know, I mentioned the Amway Center Orlando earlier. I don't know the exact capacity of it. Let's say it's fifteen thousand. So a quarter, you're roughly talking about 3,500. Mm-hmm. How are you going to handle the Which is the that? average attendance for a SmackDown anyways? I know. <laughs> you know, and it said, it said you know, adhere to social distancing uh, uh, orders and, you know, 25% capacity. How are you going to handle the ticketing aspect of that? You're just going to, you know, like say, I can only sell at one uh, every third ticket, you know? And then, then you got to have enough security around to make sure people adhere to that. Because you buy a ticket in the upper deck for $20. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's thousands of seats available down there in the lower bowl. I'm going to go down there. So the 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 optimist in me thinks that they would enforce this super strict. Yeah. But given what we've heard, there was a, a what was it, a Tampa Bay Times article about there was there uh, one of the newspapers in, in Tampa Bay uh, did a report like an expose about uh, seemingly the state wanting to cover the state of Florida wanting to cover up. The actual death count. That's why, like, when DeSantis was talking to the press conference today, I was like, this all kind of sounds like it might be fantasy land stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy might be getting his scripts from Disneyland in terms of reporting on these numbers, how Florida is a miracle state. Yeah, no, I so, know. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. And that's why I kind of think that I, I just get the feeling that they're going to plow ahead <laughs> with everything sooner than later. So it might be that we'll see fans in June. Um, yeah, that that's that's a distinct possibility. But next Monday, that ain't gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen next Monday. No, no, no not gonna happen next Monday. Um, and it, you know, it, it could be like you mentioned. Uh, there was no indication today that Santis was green lighting this uh, task force recommendation. Who's the same Monday he can't show up at the podium again uh, uh, and say, "All right, I had the I had the weekend to think about it." Mm-hmm. Guess what? Open for business. Yeah, hold on. You know, let me, and let me see if the WWE's deposit has cleared. Oh, it has. Okay, it has. The uh, that super pack that uh, Linda works for just had another huge ad spend in the state. So sure. Yeah. He also he also is uh, evidently uh, according according to him anyways 
uh, delegating a lot of this or relying on on localities, on uh, local jurisdictions to uh, to 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 you know because I think I think his order the the the, the public parks thing. Um, I think it could be superseded by localities. I think. All right. Could well, he was also very clear in the second um, uh, press conference today that, you know, uh, they were doing this phased uh, reopening. And, you know, he said the, the harder hit counties weren't quite ready to, to, to get there yet, but the rest of the state more or less. But during the course of, of this rollout of phase one, if any part of the state kind of falls behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will adjust accordingly, but they won't hold back. You know, he, he pointed out the the northwestern part of the state. He's in Pensacola, the Panhandle area. Um, that if they're still, you know, meeting the criteria necessary uh, to, to continue on with to, towards phase two, they will be allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's not yeah. like the state has to operate in, you know, on my. Yeah, mass right, right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. yeah. so hopefully, hopefully they're going to do what's what's best. You, you, you can just hope that. But, you know, I, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure right now. And uh, if that report is to be is to be believed, um, they don't seem opposed on uh, fudging the numbers to uh, <laughs> to get where they want to go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this one. Speaking about getting to where you want to go, there's some talent that don't want to go to Orlando, the Performance Center, to perform on Raw or SmackDown. Of course, we've heard about Roman Reigns pulling out of WrestleMania 36. And according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, Sami Zayn uh, might also be feeling a bit uncomfortable about performing at these shows, uh, they are reporting, quote, the reason Zane wasn't on SmackDown this past week with Nakamura and Cesaro is that he made the choice not to come, which everyone was told that they had the option to do. He was originally part of the show. Um, of course, I mentioned most famously Roman Reigns pulled out of Mania 36, and now apparently he's, he, uh, commentators are not allowed to utter his name. And some people think that's indicative of that he's got backstage heat. I just wonder if it's a the fact they don't know he's going to be back. So, is there any is there any substance to that? Because I saw the thing on Wrestle Talk. I think it was Wrestle Talk, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had said, you know, he's been removed. He hasn't been removed from the SmackDown show banner no. um, from either of those. Um, and I'll, I'll believe it when I see something else. But just the circumstantial I mean, I, evidence. I, 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 I suspect the reason they they say not to mention him because they don't know when he's gonna be back. I yeah, that's what that's what I think too. Is that nobody knows when he's gonna be back. Nobody knows if he's gonna wait until there's a vaccine or if there's a solid sort of rollout of drugs. Um, you know, I, I, I nobody knows when he's gonna when he's gonna be back. So why exactly. talk about him? You know, I'm gonna do the rest of this episode is John Cena making a silly face because my video is not working well. Um, and we've seen that both Raw and SmackDown have been operating with very limited rosters. For example, we haven't seen Kevin Owens since WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so they're probably more li- more than likely uh, uh, several other superstars who have decided it's not worth the risk. They're just going to stay home. And I don't know. I haven't tracked on. I haven't tracked them mentioning or not mentioning the names of other superstars we haven't seen as well. And I don't yeah. think you can just assume that there's heat on somebody. Now, it wouldn't shock me at all if there was heat on Roman. Because he bowed out of WrestleMania at the last minute, I could see it as a possibility. But until we hear from like a source, I I don't think you exactly. can assume that's the case. Exactly, exactly. Uh, anyways, there is a SmackDown tonight. We will be doing a, a, a recap live on the Twitch. 9 p.m. tonight. It's my oldest kid's birthday, so uh, we got family dinner, so we got to postpone it an hour. Nine uh, Pacific, re- midnight uh, Eastern. Yes, uh, recap uh, uh, here on the YouTube right afterwards. 
Uh, here's what we got for SmackDown. Kicking things off, Otis and Dolph Ziggler to battle in Money in the Bank qualifying match. That should be good. Uh, yeah. This should be good, too. Mandy Rose to meet Carmella in their own Money in the Bank qualifying match. Uh, Daniel Bryan looks to get payback for Drew Gulak's loss to King Corbin. I like how they, like, Sami Zayn won't show up, so like, ah, just go out to give those guys to Corbin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, the New Day. Welcome the Forgotten Sons to the ring for a non-title clash. Does oh, one of the things the Forgotten Sons is going to pick up a win here, man. Could be, could be. One thing I want to mention is uh, we talked in the NXT episode how Moro was talking over Beth Phoenix a lot, like we do when we're doing this uh, through Zoom. That's it's because they were doing it at home, probably through Zoom. Yeah, I think yeah, they were doing yeah, they were doing this. I think they said, uh, God, who had the report on this? Was it Sean Rassap or Meltzer? Actually had a report on. I thought this. it was in the observe the newsletter today. And uh, like the camera is like pointed at the like they have a camera like that's pointed at the ring so they can just call the action from home. <laughs> Hopefully they have yeah. So that's that's gonna be that's gotta be awkward doing doing it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean you mm-hmm. see us yeah sometimes we're just talking over each other. We're trying to get the feel of it down still, but you know yeah takes yeah. time. So yep, that is it for news brief today. Like Larson mentioned, we're going to be live on Twitch tonight for our SmackDown review. It'll go up on VOD uh, right here at YouTube right afterwards. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.